we're living in such crazy times right now. We are seeing things happening in this world that we thought would never happen, at least not in our lifetimes. And it's going to take faith to get us through it. And the word says it's impossible to please God without faith. So that being the case, my question is, are you dealing with whatever is happening to you right now in a way that demonstrates faith? I know it's not easy, but it's required. So the big question is this, what does it mean to be a king in God's kingdom? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. I'm Mitch Edland, lifelong entrepreneur, Christian business leader, and kingdom advancer. And I'm here to speak to the king that's inside of you. Each episode, you'll be posed with thought-provoking questions, open discussion, and occasionally special guests, all designed to take your thinking, believing, and life to a higher level. Your journey begins right here on the Awaken the King podcast. It's time to wake up, King. If you spent much time at all studying the scripture, you know how important faith is. It's the fabric that weaves the entire Bible together. Faith is defined as the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Everything in God's kingdom operates on faith. I've heard it said that faith is the currency of heaven, and I believe that. You're not going to be a kingdom advancer if you don't have faith. In fact, you won't be advancing anything without faith, including your own life. Hebrews 11.6 says this, And without faith, it's impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Do you know that there's both heavenly and earthly rewards for having faith? Heavenly rewards? Can't please God without it? I guess that makes faith a pretty big deal, right? Now, I don't want to come across like I'm some expert in the field of faith, because I'm certainly not. However, I have seen what is done in my life day after day after day, and I've had my faith tested over and over again. I'm sure you have too. And every time my faith has been tested, it's left me stronger and stronger, and it's increased my faith. And it's allowed me to grow to new levels. That's what 1 Peter 1.7 says. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It's being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold, so when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Wow, that looks like heavenly rewards to me. Much praise and glory and honor? I want that, don't you? Wouldn't everyone? But it's not for everyone. It's just for those that have faith. So how do we increase our faith and keep increasing it daily? Romans 10 says, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God. So your faith increases the more you seek God. The deeper you go, the greater your faith becomes. The greater your faith becomes, the more it's tested. And the more it's tested, the more pure it becomes. Now, this process never stops because faith never stops. 1 Corinthians 13 says three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. Now, there's two parts to having faith. The first is having faith that God exists, believing there is a God in heaven who created every single thing from the Alpha to the Omega, including us. The second is believing his word and that he has a plan for each and every one of us. And as part of that plan, it requires us to have faith that his plan for our life is better than our plan. 
His ways are better than ours, and His process is what will bring us the greatest happiness, joy, and fulfillment. Now, Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Now, that's His way of doing things. And all you need will be given to you. But, 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 it takes faith. It takes faith to believe God will actually do what He said. Now, most of us are just dipping our toe in the water, so to speak, not willing to jump in completely, not willing to completely trust God and his word. However, little faith, little reward. But God wants us to come to him and be dependent upon him for all of our answers. True faith is not believing just in yourself or your ability to perform, but believing God will give you what you need for any and every situation, no matter how big or overwhelming. That's why we need to turn our problems over to God. Now, if you want to do it yourself, God will let you, and he'll be hands off. He'll let you go down that road as far as you want to go. In fact, the surest way to make sure God's not handling your problems is for you to take control and do it your way. God won't fight you, but he will wait for you. He'll wait for you to finally come to that conclusion that you can't do it on your own. Then, when you completely turn it over to him, God will step in and do for you what you could never do for yourself. And do I wish I could tell you that I've always done this. That would have saved me so many problems and heartaches. Self-induced, I might add. Because almost every time in my life that I have tried to handle a situation on my own, it's ended up worse. And by the time I did turn it over to God, it was a way bigger problem than I started with. I know a lot of people believe We need to take care of what we think are small things and only come to God with the really big problems. I thought that way for years. But God wants us to depend on him for everything, big and small. So, would you consider clothing a small thing? I would. And in Matthew 6, Jesus himself addresses that. Starting verse 28. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed as one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So Jesus is saying, if you don't believe he will take care of the small things, you have little faith. Now, as your faith grows by seeking God more and more, you begin to realize God wants your big and your small. He wants it all. He wants you to come to him daily for everything. That's why in the Lord's Prayer, it says, give us this day our daily bread. Now, Jesus wasn't just talking about food or provision. He's talking about himself. And Jesus said, I am the bread. He wants us to seek him daily for everything. That's every problem, every trouble, every hurt, every question, every concern, and every single thought. Oh, and not just the bad stuff. He wants to rejoice with you And the good things also. When you thank God for what he has done for you and you recognize his favor on your life, do you not think that that builds faith too? Well, of course it does. And every word that comes out of your mouth is either increasing your faith or destroying your faith. You can't have faith in something and then speak against it. Your words have power. Now, if you haven't listened to my episode six on the speak of a king, I highly encourage you to do that because we talked about just that. Now, let's take a look at a great Bible story of faith. It's the story of the Canaanite woman in Matthew 15. 
Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. The Canaanite women who lived there came to him pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then the disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She's bothering us with her begging. Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she came and worshipped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, It isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, That's true, Lord, but even dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath the master's table. Dear woman, Jesus said to her, Your faith is great, your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly healed. Now, from reading this, it sounds like Jesus was being mean to the woman. Wouldn't give her the time of day. But Jesus already knew that he would answer her prayer. He knew what was in her heart. And I believe he used that situation as an example to his own disciples of what faith looks like. Here's what I mean. How many times do disciples hear Jesus tell them, you of little faith? And now here comes a woman the disciples were trying to get rid of. And Jesus tells her, Your faith is great. So here are a few things about this story that may help you understand the depth of this woman's faith. She had never seen Jesus do a miracle. She had only heard of them. Then she said, even the dogs eat the crumbs from under the master's table. In effect, she was saying, you are so great that what I need is only a crumb compared to what you can do. And on top of that, she worshiped him. Some translations say she knelt before him as she called him Lord. And she was a Gentile. So she didn't grow up as the Jews did, being told the story of the Messiah that would someday come. So here's what she probably heard. There's a man who's doing miracles. Some say he's the promised one that the Jewish scripture talks about. But most people say he's a fraud. Some say he's from God. Some say he's from Satan. But if he is the Christ, the one hoped for, he's only for the Jews. But she chose to believe that he was, in fact, the Messiah. And if she would recognize who he is and worship him, he would have mercy on her and give her a miracle. So she called him son of David. She called him Lord. And she called him master. And Jesus called her dear woman of faith. Wow. I believe that she is the first Gentile to ever worship Jesus and call him Lord. She may be the first fruits of salvation for all the Gentiles. Now, I'm sure you're familiar with the story of the Samaritan woman Jesus met at the well. She believed also, as did many in the town. And that did happen before Jesus' meeting with the Canaanite woman. However, Samaritans were not considered Gentiles. They were in a category all by themselves. They were Jews that had broken the covenant with the law of Moses and had broken away from the Jewish faith. That's why they were so hated by the Jews. And that's why it's such a big deal when Jesus talked to her at the well. No Jew could ever have anything to do with such a person. But then Jesus steps on the scene and brings salvation to the Samaritans. Imagine how that twisted the Jewish leaders at the time. Jesus being recognized as Lord by a group of Samaritans. And now here's a Gentile woman kneeling down, worshiping him and calling him Lord. That's faith, my friends. Now, let's go back to my original question for today. Are you dealing with whatever is happening to you right now in a way that demonstrates faith? 
Whether your calling is on the priest side or the king side, in other words, whether you're called to be in the ministry or fund the ministry, faith is absolutely essential. It's impossible to please God without it. It's not hard, not tough, not difficult, but impossible to please God without faith. So let's constantly be working on our faith. And don't be alarmed when your faith is tested. It has to be tested for your faith to grow and for you to grow so that God can use you for his incredible plan that he has for your life. It's been an honor for me to share with you today, and I'm so glad that you've chosen to listen. I pray that what you've heard on this podcast so resonates with you that it changes how you think about your calling in God's kingdom. I believe God will bless you, elevate you, increase your territory and measure of rule, and fill your life with blessings, joy, and abundance so we can advance God's kingdom together.